Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy L Boogie. Welcome back to another episode of the Comedy Hustle Podcast. I am your host, as always, Mr. Lawrence Killebrew. Yeah. And uh, we're back. It's a wonderful Monday in Atlanta, 10 o'clock a.m. to be exact. That is the time that we drop these new episodes at the beginning of the week because we always promote new starts. You're never too old, never too young to start anything in your life. Why not start it on a Monday? That's how we look at it. Mondays is my favorite day of the week because it's a day that I plan and put all my plans in motion for the rest of the week and get ready to kick this week's ass. So that's what I promote over here. Plan on Monday to kick the week's ass. Uh, We do a little recap. Uh, I had a great weekend traveling and telling jokes. I went from Kansas City to Atlanta. I'm sorry, Kansas City to Chicago to Atlanta. Uh, great shows. The best one was probably uh, Kansas City. The Improv was a great, dope show. Shouts out to everybody that came out to that show. Had a wonderful time, man. Uh, other than that, oh, I did notice something. Like I said, I was in three different airports this uh, weekend, man. And I noticed that older white men <laughs> are way too comfortable shitting in public. They are, man. I noticed that in every single airport, it was always a bunch of older white men just way too comfortable shitting in public. I remember one time, dude was on the phone, in the stall, shitting. Like, how are you on the phone, in public, dude? One dude was on his laptop. Like, on his laptop? How are you shitting and typing at the same time, sir? It ain't no email that important that I gotta send on the toilet. I'm sorry. It was just... I don't know. It was just, I didn't understand it, but it is what it is. But uh, if you're listening for the first time, thank you, man. Thank you for taking the time to click on whatever link you did and take a chance to listen to me talk what I talk. And if you're a returning listener, I appreciate you as also. Appreciate you just as much, you know, because, you know, you're taking another chance. After you listen to one episode, you say, hey, let's check out another one. So I thank y'all, man, because without you, definitely wouldn't have a podcast. So I appreciate you. Uh, let's get into the topic for the day. It's not really a topic. It was really a question that I felt needed more dialogue or more explanation. Explanation. Uh, when I got off stage in Atlanta, my last show of the weekend, uh, this guy came up to me when I got off and he told me how effortless it looks when I'm on stage. And I get that a lot because, um, like I said, I'm not. I've never been a high-energy comedian. I'm really just up there and I'm talking. And it does. It looks effortless because, I, you know, I, I've worked at this. I know what I'm doing when I'm on stage. So it looks like I belong on that stage. But uh, then he said, well, man, since it looks so effortless, man, it, cannot, it must not be hard. What is the hardest thing for you when it comes to stand-up comedy? And that is a great question because my answer I definitely know isn't common. But for me, the hardest thing about stand-up is saying no. (laughs) Yeah, let me say that again. The hardest thing for me about stand-up comedy is actually saying no to the stage. Now, a little background about me. I absolutely love being on stage. I will perform any and everywhere every night of the week if I could. And I would do it for free. (laughs) 
Like, that is what I, like, a lot of people don't know this. I will perform any and everywhere for free. If I had a job that allowed me to pursue comedy as much as I want to and, you know, pay me enough money to where I'm able to pay my bills and just live a comfortable life, I wouldn't even ask for money. I wouldn't. I would, like, hey, we want to perform it. Okay, cool, I'm there. We would, what? I'm there. I will perform any and everywhere for free if I had another source of income. But since comedy is my source of income, I, it's boundaries and it's, it's things I have to do and say and it's things I have to turn down just to keep up with this brand that I've built, to this stature that I've built. So it requires me to say no. And I hate that. I hate that there's so many games that need to be played when it comes to me performing just to keep a certain stature of what it is that I want to get to perform. Like, for example, uh, about a year ago, it was this comedy club that I was dealing with. And they would only call me when another comedian would call out. Basically, if last minute some comedian said, hey, I can't perform, they would call me. If, you know, someone bailed on them and they couldn't make it, they would call me. Never when I would send them my availability would they book me, like, in the future. Like, if I said I was open in August and it's, you know, March, and they would never book me then. They would only book me, like I said, when someone would call out. And that got very aggravating because I don't want to be, like, the sub all the time. You know, like, I was very grateful that they did think of me whenever someone called out but I would like to fill up my calendar and be able to say hey man this is the date I have available can you book me and they'd be like okay yeah we'll book you this time you know so what I would have to do is I would have to turn down those dates sometimes to make myself unavailable because basically it's like he's available whenever we'll just make sure we'll just call Lawrence no I had to Turn down a lot of those times they would call just so they know, like, okay, he's working in other places. Let's get him in here. And I hated that. Like, I, you know, I got bills to pay. It's things that I need. You know, I can't be just turning down stage time and money. But, you know, I got to look for the future. I have to look for later down the line to where they know I'm not just going to be that guy they call up when... You know, someone calls out. I'm not always going to be the sub. Like, no. Pride tired. Pride tired. Damn, I don't know how to say the word. Pride. What's the word? Shit. Make me a priority. Shit. I couldn't say it. But make me a priority when it comes to your booking. You know, when you look at your calendar and say, hey, I got to put a comedian this month, this week, this week. I want to be one of those names. Not one of the names that, okay, someone called out. Let's call him. That's just one example, but it's plenty of other examples. Like when it comes to someone calling me up and they don't have the fee that I'm looking for. Like I said, I would do comedy for free, but what I ask to get paid for is for my inconvenience. What I mean by that is for me having to travel, being outside of my house, being in hotel rooms, traveling on airplanes, buddy passes, Greyhound, uh, you know, just Uber, ta taxis, just, you know, just just being outside of my home 
and traveling around the world is what you're paying for. My inconvenience is in it's not an inconvenience for me to be on stage, but it's an inconvenience for me to have to travel six hours on a plane, a bus, you know, to get to your location and perform. That is inconvenience to me. So I have to charge you for that. But sometimes it's, you know, people who call me who don't have what I'm looking for. Just as a ballpark figure, if I charge $1,000 to do a show, it's going to be a promoter who's going to call me up and say, hey, I don't have 1000 I have 500 Now, I can say, okay, I will take that. But there's a chance that now that I did accept that, the next time he books me, he's going to say, hey, man, you took five last time. Why you can't take it again? So now I'm stuck where I have to reject shows because they don't meet my standard because I don't want to be shorted down the line. I want to be known as, okay, look, this is what he's asking for. He's not going to do it unless he gets this. So I have to turn down that. Now, that can backfire for a certain, for a number of reasons, where it's comedians that will do it for the five, or it's comedians that, you know, will do it for less than that. So not only do I have to worry about other comedians saying, I'll do it for a lesser price, I have to worry about that promoter might not call me back because they might think my price is too high. But that's the standard that I have to accept because this is what I want to be held to when it comes to booking Lawrence Killebrew. Now, that's very difficult, like I said, because it's times where, you know, I might not have a show every every week. I try to have, well, I try to book myself ahead of times every week of the month. So that's basically four shows a month I try to do to meet, you know, my bills and whatever else I got going on in my life, you know, Target, Sneaks, you know, whatever I need money for. I try to have a show every week. That's four shows a month. Sometimes I might only have one. Sometimes I might only have two. Sometimes I might not have none. And I get this call saying, hey, man, I got 500 for you. I know your price is 1000 but so now I got to make a decision. You know, do I stick to my balls or stick to my guns and say, look, no, nah, man, this is the price I want? Or do I accept it and have to deal with the fact that later on down the line, later on down the line, he might say, look, you, you you took this five this time. You're going to take it again. So this is the games I got to play, man. And it's very, it's very iffy, man. It's very iffy. For someone who loves stand-up that much, man, I wouldn't turn down nobody. But I hate the fact that I have to do all this. I have to think about all these different things outside of just being the simple fact that all I want to do is get on stage and tell jokes. But no, I have to strategize and and oh, it's just it's just so much, y'all. Y'all do not understand how hard it is to do to, to be a stand-up comedian now. I mean, you, it's just so much we got to deal with. And for me, like I said, I am a stage junkie. I love getting on stage, but it's times when I have to say no. Another example: comedy clubs, promoters, comedy club bookers, managers. They take advantage of the fact that comedians love to be on stage. Uh, for example, uh, I'm not going to say this comedy club, but this comedy club in Atlanta has uh, set it up so they don't have to pay featured acts. And if you don't know what a feature act is, a feature act is the middle act. It's always a host. 
Then the, it's the middle act, which is called the feature. Then it's the headliner. And this certain club now has eliminated a feature because so many comedians stop by the club to do guest spots. And guest spots is basically what it is. A comedian stops in and he says, hey, man, can I get on stage about five, seven minutes to do a little spot, try some jokes out? You know, so many comedians are at this comedy club asking to get stage time. If you put three, four comedians up to do five, seven minutes, why would you pay a feature? A feature act is about 20 to 30 minutes on stage. So if you got comedians waiting to go on stage for free, I wouldn't pay a feature either. You know, and that's where it's set up to where now they know comedians want to be on stage. They look at it like, hey, well, go ahead. You go ahead and do some time and I don't have to pay a feature. So now I have to decide whether do I want to go on stage and better my craft or do I want to, you know, keep this stature with my brand as in, look, man, you're not going to. Just going to have me performing at your club for free all the time. Like, you have to book me. So now I have to stay away from that club just so they know, like, I'm not that guy that's going to do guest spots on your show all the time. And then that can backfire because just because I say no does not mean that all those other comedians out there are going to say no. I mean, if we all held ourselves to a certain standard, maybe we could change things, but... I don't know, man. It's very difficult to turn down something that you love to do. And I love to do this, you know. And I and I backslide sometimes. I'm not going to front. I go to the club and do a guest spot, you know, whatever. Be, for the sake of me just loving to be on stage, man. I might get a new joke, man. I got to go try it out. But I don't know. But for me, man, the worst part of stand-up comedy is having to say no to getting on stage. Uh, I mean, I don't know what to say, man. I love it. I just hate the fact that it's so complicated now. Back in the day, it was easy, man. You get on stage, you tell jokes, you're funny, they book you. Now, there's so many hoops that you got to jump through. So many things you got to watch out for, man. It's just a difficult career, but... I chose it. I ain't giving it up. So let us know. Let me know what you think about what I just said, man. Hit me up my inbox, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and let's talk. Let's have a little dialogue about this and tell me what you think. So uh, this has been another episode of the Comedy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Lawrence Killebrew. Please tune in every Monday at 10 o'clock for a new episode, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great week, everybody. Peace.